What's going on, everybody? This is AJ Capasso here, and we're here with another episode of Talking with the Source. I'm here with a couple annoying but great friends of mine. Go ahead, Rob. Robin Huffern from Huffern Paranormal on Talking with the Source. <laughs> Go ahead, Dad. Woo, Todd from uh, Relatively Paranormal, Relatively Paranormal Equipment, and Wickedly Haunted on New Bedford Guide. And Raymond's going to sit there. Raymond Newsom <laughs> from Newsom Paranormal and P3. And now talking with the source. Good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff, guys. So I hope you guys do. <laughs> that was funny, man. I mean, I could see you lagging, Ray. So that's probably why you didn't really like get it at the first queue. But he's yeah, got the wind up internet again. Yeah, yeah, he's got that wind up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But guys, we have an awesome guest today. Um, first thing I want to do is do some shout outs. First thing, Todd. Shout out where they can find your relatively paranormal equipment. Um, he's got some great equipment, um, some SLS cameras that he's making, some amazing stuff. So, Todd, please let them know where they could find it. I got to get the picture up, um, we have, but we'll get that up the following episode. But just please tell them where we can find it. We have two shops, uh, relatively paranormal equipment on Etsy and eBay. It's in the link, right? Um, link? I'm not sure. Not in this link, but it will be on the link after this. All right, so relatively paranormal equipment on eBay and Etsy. I think it's just relatively paranormal, like all one word. Uh, but we got an SLS camera right now, complete, comes assembled, two hundred eighty-five bucks, all high quality, no garbage, absolutely fantastic deal. You won't find a better deal or a better SLS camera. Trust me on that. Amen good, to that. Good product. Hundred percent. We want to give a couple of shout outs to a good friends of ours. We want to shout out to. Our, one of our like best friends, great friends, Brian Laverty, founder of Parapost Network and founder of Global Ghost Hunt. Um, you could check out Huntophobia Canada right now on Paraflix. It's streaming. Um, we're on the third season. He's got some great episodes that are going to be released on Paraflix. Also, check him out on social media and YouTube as well at Huntophobia Canada. Um, it's going to be absolutely awesome. Um, looks like we lost Ray, but I'll bring him back in one second. We also are streaming live right now on Parapost Network Central on Facebook. Um, head over there. It's the home of paranormal podcasts alike. Also, live paranormal investigations, live tarot readings, live medium readings, the whole nine yards. And also mixing in some stuff that uh, isn't paranormal. So it's growing. Join us. It's also available on Android and iOS. There's an app. It's the Parapost Network app. So head over there and uh, get yourself the free app. Uh, make a free profile join us um it's going to be an awesome thing where you could just basically you know market your team connect with other people that are in the paranormal field and uh do some great stuff like that um we want to shout out globalghosthunt.com if you have a team or you're interested register your team now at www.globalghosthunt.com it's going to be a bunch of teams from all over the globe they're going to be streaming their live overnight paranormal investigations on a 10-day event five in may five in october there's full team support full location support the exposure that you would want as a team um, and as a researcher so head over to globalghosthunt.com now visit all of the um, Global Ghost Hunt um, social medias um, for all the updates and, and all the videos that are being released to give you guys, you know, more uh, more info on the subject. But hold on, before I keep going, let me bring uh, Raymond yeah, you back. Are you coming with us for that? You coming with me and Marissa, right? 
Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe. I'm not sure. I have to see what's going on with everything that's going on with the car. But before we get going with that, I well, want to show gonna come pick you up. We'll come pick you up. There you go. We'll pick a spot on the way. G-Team G Paranormal Investigators. Patty Adams and her daughter over at G-Team Paranormal Investigators in Florida. Check them out. You guys probably know them. They've been all over Facebook for a long time. An, an incredible group with incredible gifts. Um, just for this field. The connection that they have is absolutely amazing. And also, Patty just started G-Team Paranormal um, Investigator Podcast. So go check out our podcast right now on all social medias. Um, it's absolutely amazing. I want to give a shout out to our old host and great friend, Jonathan Keyworth of JK47 Paranormal Investigations. He's doing some amazing communication. So head over there on YouTube and all his social medias to check him out. I want to give a shout out to Dominic over at Media 13 Productions and 13, was it was it again, Raymond, 13 Spirits Paranormal? I can't remember the exact Yes, 13 Spirits Paranormal. That's what I thought. I didn't want to say it wrong. So thank you so much, Ray, for hitting me up with that. I got 13 you. Spirits Paranormal, but head over to Media 13. He does some amazing work, some amazing intros, just some awesome stuff. I want to give a shout out to two of our sister groups, Bad to the Bone Paranormal. Go check them out right now, Angela and her team. Um, also, go check out Australia's team, I believe, uh, with PETA and some just amazing team right here, Ethereal Sisters Paranormal. So go check her out. Go check them out. Some Just an amazing group of people. But, guys, we have an incredible, incredible uh, group of uh, guests today. And, um, you know, Robin, I'm going to allow you to uh, do your little intro for them because these guys are just awesome. I will do. I just wanna, I just wanna go back to what you were saying, AJ, before that about the global ghost hunt. If you're the proprietor of a location that's haunted, you can also register your location and get teams to come and do your location. So it gives your location uh, worldwide advertising as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And also, AJ, here's one for you. I haven't got speaking to you yet. But I want to give a shout out to Mr. and Mrs. AAP because they have last night said that they'll come back on the podcast again. Yeah. No, they, absolutely. Just, they can't get enough of you. That's what it is. I, I'm, I'm just that sexy, I guess. I don't know what to tell you. you know? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. But, uh... but guys, so anyway, uh, introduce our awesome guest today from Haunted Magazine. I will do. We have Andy Soar and Paul Stevenson. Uh, from Haunted Magazine. If you haven't heard of Haunted Magazine, check it out. You can get the subscription uh, on the at the bottom of the screen. There's a yep. link there uh, for the subscription for the magazine. Yeah, Haunted Magazine for having their newest issue that's going to be dropping September 6th, which is in two days. So you're going to want to get that. Let me tell you, it's going to be and they have everything, man. It's not just afterlife spirits. It's all everything. Yeah. I mean, cryptid, you name it. So okay. we've got it. Yeah, he's got it right here. Todd's got a copy right here. So get yours right now. But let's yeah. bring up Andy. Let's bring up Paul. Uh, hold on one second. Let's bring him in. There's Paul. And let's get Andy in there. Andy, Paul, what's up? Hello, guys. What's, what's up, man? How are you doing? Hold on. Let me change this layout for you guys. Go ahead. Boom. There we go. Let me change. Yeah. Andy, we'll start with you real quick because I want to get you guys uh, front and center. But Andy, first thing I want to ask you, um, and then all the guys obviously will ask you a quick question. We'll throw Paul in as well to answer this question. Um, but tell me, what got you into the paranormal, my friend? Like, what got you into making this magazine? And what, what got you into just this whole field in general? 
Sure. Um, I've always had an interest in the paranormal since I was I was uh, very little. Um, I think the first inkling that I had that I'd be interested in the paranormal was probably from a magazine called The Unexplained, um, which was very big in sort of late 70s, early 80s in the UK. Uh, that had things that are standard sort of things from UFOs, ghosts, fairies, all sorts of things. And I think that's what started it. Uh, the evolution of that was probably with programs like the X-Files and all that kind of thing. Um, but working with the reprobate that is Paul Stevenson, that happened for me at about 2011, <laughs> uh, where he, he drafted me in as the designer of the magazine uh, in the first wave of print, where it hit one final issue, then it went to digital for a bit, and then it came back into print from the issue 15. And there's been uh, now 20 issues in print, which is remarkable, really, for, for a magazine at this time. Awesome. Um, but also we do investigate as well. So, uh, again, that comes as a result of really the partnership that I have with Paul. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let me bring Paul over quick. Paul, go ahead, my friend. Hey. I want to save you because I know you got some good stuff for us. So tell me, how did you get into this field? What made you start this and this magazine? And, and just tell me, like, what, what, what got you into all this? I think, same as Andy, it was a, a lifelong interest in, in, in ghosts and spooks for me. As a kid, I can remember a series of books called The Usborne Guide to Spooks, UFOs, Ghosts, that kind of thing. And it kind of explained the paranormal and the supernatural in a way that kids, for kids, so kids understood it. And it wasn't a subject that was just adult-based. It explained all about ghosts and Borley Rectory and Harry Price. And I was hooked. And this was 1979. So, you know, I was nine, ten years old. So ever since then, I've always been interested in the supernatural uh, paranormal, uh, hammer horror films, that kind of thing, the TV show. And it, it's grown from there. Regards the magazine, I think in 2006, I had the idea, because most haunted had been on television, and I had the idea for a magazine that was a bit different to what was already out there, like 14 times. It, it approached the paranormal in a kind of fun, interesting, informative, entertainment kind of way, and looked at it a different, rather than... Um, sort of like scientist, science-based, that kind of thing. It, it, made, it was a magazine that was available for all to enjoy, but no matter what your status or matter what your experience or age was or belief was. Uh, and we've grown from there, as Andy said. Um, we've gone from print to digital, back to print and digital. So it's, it's been, a, been an interesting journey for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. So go ahead, uh, Robin. Go ahead, man. I know you want to ask some questions. I see you over there. No, I'm all right. No, I just obviously, I want to say first of all to Andy that it's good to have you on after all this time. We had actually arranged for Andy and Paul to come on before, but then illness and things like that just sort of delayed it. But obviously, I wanted to get these guys on for a long time now, so I'm just super happy that they're on. Absolutely. Thank you for joining And the AAPs are watching as well. Yeah, AAP, we want to say bam to our good family over at AAP. Um, thank you guys so much for watching and sharing out. Um, Todd, by all means, man, go ahead, because you have that magazine of theirs already, and I'm a little jealous. I'm a little jealous. I'm not going to lie, because i got to get my subscription this in, the, in the coming week. So um, please uh, ask it, your question. It's funny, friend. because you talk synchronicities, and I just came across your magazine at the Hinsdale House like two weeks ago and didn't know it existed till I got there. I didn't read it while I was there. I mean, the place was insanely haunted, but I did bring a copy home 
and I read it. And what I really liked about it was the fact that it delved into like, I think there was an article about um, a sensitive or a medium. Then there was an article about a new show coming out. Then there was an article about the, the haunted mall there, which I love. And I've seen, I've seen a couple of investigations on the place. The place is pretty crazy. It really um, delved into a wide spectrum of different paranormal topics, which I enjoyed. It wasn't just focused on like one area. Now I hear the accents. I hear the accents. Robin already knows, right? Where are you guys from in the, in the UK? Uh, we're from Nottinghamshire. I'm from um, a place called Mansfield, which is in, in, in Nottinghamshire. But Andy's just from Nottingham himself, Nottingham City. But yeah, um, we're yeah. from the Robin Hood country. So that's awesome. that's England. That's what, what part of England is that? Northern England? Uh, East England. The Midlands. Yeah. Is it, yeah. I, I, it's it's uh, like every place on my top five bucket list is in the UK. I'm going to get there one day. I know I'm going to get there one Brilliant. day. I'll make it happen. What's the most haunted place that you've investigated in the United Kingdom? Give me some ideas for when I get there. I mean, most haunted is, is it's impossible to measure, isn't it? I mean, is, is that how many people have been scared there? Or is that how many ghosts are supposed to be present there? Or, it's your own experience. You know, in your own experience. Yeah, I mean, for, for me personally, um, each place that we go to that we we try and connect with, I think always has its own unique experiences. I mean, for, for me, there's been some unforgettable ones. East Drive, 30 East Drive is always oh, yeah. very well known, uh, being known as the, the Black Monk House. But it's, it's oh, yeah. the, the place where I experienced my first sort of taste of there is something different out there. Um, I saw something that um, to this day I can't genuinely explain. It didn't make any particular sense. Uh, but in keeping with the investigation of the night, it was something that was amazing. Um, and it was basically a, a little girl that I saw at the top of the stairs uh, in, in the mirror that was there. We were actually filming this live on, on Facebook at the time. But unfortunately, the mirror wasn't on camera when I looked at this mirror and saw it. I had no reason to see this little girl. The little girl was completely out of place with the kind of place that East Drive is. Uh, she was wearing some kind of Victorian or Edwardian uh, apparel but that didn't fit to this location but i saw her clear as day it, it was it was crazy that is awesome that is awesome How about you? do you think she was human think, or do you think she was trying to trick you well obviously i i investigate with andy as well and, and with a couple of friends jason and simon who are part of haunted live and 30 east drive for me is is up there with with the best for me the experience so we we did five nights continuous there um, at, at um, a few years back, and every night was different. I mean, I've always I'm a big believer in the paranormal being a personal experience. Even though you go with friends and mates and teams, it's about yourself, uh, about experiencing yourself. But we had a lot of activity. I didn't see what Andy saw, but that doesn't mean it, it, Andy didn't see it. Lots of things moving and, and noises and. It felt like one night we were chasing like Scooby-Doo. We were downstairs and the noise was upstairs. So we ran upstairs and then the noise was downstairs. So it, that, that's the beauty of the paranormal. There's also a place like Bosworth Hall in Leicestershire. Really a fantastic place. Uh, Haunted Antiques Research Centre in Hinkley in Leicestershire. And Andy and myself and, and Jason and, and Simon and a few guys witnessed a table move. We were film Again, we were filming live for, for the Facebook stream. And we asked this table to move and we were like, and it moved. And, you know, I trust these guys. There was nothing that could have made that table move apart from apart from whatever made it move. 
it was just it's it, what it's four years ago now and i still watch it on on uh, the clip we've got on, on our page and i'm still baffled by it uh, how the heck it moved but uh, yeah i think the 30s drive for me is up there with with the, with the best for me absolutely that's awesome, that's awesome. hey we want to give a, a welcome to our our like it's okay so just let you guys know andy and uh, paul so steve o just joined us down at the bottom left he actually, um, he actually is one of the original hosts with me and Robin. Um, Todd and Ray are actually. I'm Kelly. Uh, Todd and Ray Hi, are actually. Hey, Kelly. Um, Todd and Ray are actually our newest host, um, part of Talking with the Source. Um, but I just want to say hi to Steve-O. He works a ton. He's up in Canada. Um, so it's great to have him and his wife, Kelly, with us right now. Um, but uh, yeah, Todd, that was an awesome question because that was something that I wanted to ask Andy and Paul myself. But Ray, go ahead, my friend. Um, I don't have a question, man. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's switching, he's switching <laughs> back and everything. Out there. How about you, Steve? Do you have anything you want to ask Andy before I jump in? Uh, go for it. No? Okay, cool. So, guys, what I wanted to ask you was, I, I was just uh, reading in the recent, um, the, the recent issue, which, uh, you know, I, I actually got a chance to look over. And um, I have to say, there was something that really caught my eye right away immediately because uh, I love ITC, like me and Steve-O and, and Robin, we just, all of us, we just love ITC. Um, and I noticed that there was an app you guys featured in the newest, ep uh, newest issue that was the Alice app. Now, do you guys personally know anything about the app yourselves from what you guys wrote in there? Have you ever used it or anything along those lines? Or Yeah, I mean, I, I was the one that wrote the article. Um, oh, awesome. I've, had, okay, cool. I've had quite a good experience with the Alice Box, um, all the way from its first in, in inception as, a, as a, a PC tablet piece of software, which we have very, very strong results from, uh, especially in some of the locations that we, we've taken to from haunted antiques based in Hinkley to Bosworth Hall. Um, what's remarkable about it is when you suddenly start getting chains of things that appear to be very much in line with the location that you're at. So, so it was always interesting and it evolved into its own bespoke unit and then also the app that's available from the app stores. Um, each one has its own sort of nuances. Uh, the standalone, I think, is particularly uh, incredible and, and can certainly seem to to pick up on on what you are doing on the night um again it's, it's when you start getting that string that starts to happen with with very much a, a line of questioning and it starts becoming very relevant to where you are um but yeah i mean the the new app version it's got a few little quirks here and there but it, all in all um it is a fantastic piece of kit that I think is very worth a try in any investigation. I mean, there's a lot of ITC out there now. I mean, obviously the Ovilus was probably the grandfather of it all. Um, and and this, this is along those lines, but I, I think, you know, just for towing the water and seeing what you can do with it and a bit of practice with it, that, that Alice is a fantastic device. And, and certainly in an, an investigation that can be quite quiet sometimes, you know, you, you don't always get uh, activity instantly or, or you know, we, we start getting a, a bit of a laugh and a giggle. It can it can build on the energy of the night, and it can then, as you start asking questions and start building things in, then it does start to to respond accordingly. But yeah, a fantastic device, which was very worth featuring in the magazine. Absolutely, no, that's awesome. I can't wait to to check it out further. You know, I want to say thank you so much to AAP for sharing it out. Also to Courtney 
Peterson for sharing it out. And hi to you. We hope you guys are well. Um, we did get a message from Joanne. She said, I made her. So I take it. Joanne was the one who, who obviously made out. Yeah. So, Joanne, <laughs> yeah. That is so awesome. We're so pumped to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us. And I was fascinated with what I read um, in the article about it. And I can't wait to check it out further because um, especially me and Steve-O, I mean, also Robin as well. And I can't really speak too much for Raymond and Todd, but I do know that they are interested as well in, in you know, the ITC form of, um, say, apps or certain things, whereas some investigators don't believe apps can do whatever they think or whatever, because there's a lot of, you know, entertainment out there. But um, from my experience, from me and Steve-O's experience, from even Robin's experience, from us talking and using um, all different types of apps, um, I tell you, like, why can't spirits you know what i mean i mean mm -hmm. they can they can mess with radio frequencies from what we believe from the psb7 and all different types of stuff we're now holding a little uh, miniature computer in our hands you know what i mean or even with a laptop such a powerful machine why can't they affect that type of uh, electronics so i totally agree with it and um i'm super happy you guys wrote about that and i can't wait to see what you guys have next um coming up in this new issue because like I said, you guys don't just cover, you know, just one aspect of the paranormal. You guys cover all these groups in the paranormal. And, um, you know, Paul, like you were saying before, the little, the personal experience that you get when you're out investigating, I think that is the main part of it. Like, it's always a personal experience. And it sucks that it is yeah. sometimes because you want to, like, get people to be like, oh, check out what I got. But in reality, it's, like, hard for them to believe because it's not their personal experience. So, but I, I love how you put that, though. So well, I, I think I think the paranormal is so diverse that, you know, there's, there's so many branches and so many offshoots of the paranormal that, you know, it makes sense to feature as many different strands of the paranormal, be it medium, be it spiritual, be it science-based, be it personal experiences. You know, there's so many. We'll never run out of features for the magazine. We've got a team of brilliant writers who who just write the most brilliant stuff um, for the magazine, and, and it makes our job easy to, to, to design it and shape the magazine because there's so many stories out there, personal stories, history, oh, yeah. you know, haunted, haunted histories, locations with history. Uh, there's so many stories out there. It's, it's fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, Ray. Were you going to say something? Oh, I was going to ask him what his favorite article is to write. Well, I mean, we don't tend to uh, write. I mean, Andy wrote, yeah, Andy wrote the Alice um, review this time, but we tend to just get our get use our skills in editing and designing the magazine we have, we do write a few but the writers um just send the brilliant stuff we shape it we flat plan it we design it and it just fits i mean it, it makes our job a hell of a lot easier now to be fair uh when we first started, we were, when the first magazine first came out we wrote a lot of the features and stuff but it's, it's moved on since then and the writers um who've got so many stories to tell um, you know, and, and some of them are first-time writers, some of them are established authors. Um, and again, that's the beauty of the paranormal, the people who are wanting to write for us. And, um, you know, they've never written before, and it gives them confidence once they, once they feature the magazine to write more and more. And some have gone on to have, have books made and have books um, been published. So, you know, it, that's, that's kind of nice. But, yeah, um, it's a joy. It, Andy, I'll speak for Andy, but it's, it's a joy to uh, work on the magazine. And it, I think when you do something that you love, it's just a, it's, it's a bonus and, and it's something that we, we love doing. Uh, and, and, you know, we always try and say we'll try and better each issue. Uh, and, and I think at the minute we are doing that, but that's down to a lot of people, not just Andy and myself. Andy will agree. 
it's down to a, a whole host of, of, of um, writers and supporters and readers of the magazine who, who we want to um, um, sort of like, we want to you know, get, get the paranormal out there, spread it as far and wide as possible. I mean, you mentioned that it's that um, Dan's place at Haunted Innisdale House. Dan is now stocking the magazine for for the USA market and, and you know and the Canadian market, uh, and and we've got an Australian uh, distributor, and we you know we just want to spread the the, the paranormal and, and and the the love for the paranormal far and wide. Absolutely, I totally agree yeah. with that. I, I just think it's awesome what you guys are doing, and you know how you said that you you're bettering, you're trying to better every issue, and and I tell you what, from the issue that we saw just a moments ago with with Todd and Marissa. Um, when they showed it in the beginning, I mean, just seeing that cover and now seeing the upcoming cover, um, what's going to be even just from the last issue. I mean, just that alone was upgraded and you guys are doing so much more. And the amount of professionalism that you guys put into each issue from what I see, at least, is just outstanding. And that's so great that you guys are pushing this to that that level, because I believe we do need a magazine, especially that could represent all fields of paranormal. And I think you guys have done it, you know, absolutely, 100 percent. So it's uh, it's great to, you know, get to meet you guys and get to talk to you guys. And uh, um, I just can't see what you guys come up with next. So but Rob, go ahead, Robin. No, I just want to go back to the point you were saying about uh, about 30 East Drive. I've been there three times. Absolutely amazing. There, there's not a place like it. And as soon as AJ and Steve-O and Raymond and Todd and Marissa can get their asses out here, <laughs> right? Where's my head go? That's where we're going. Because I tell you now, I the, the first time we went there, I walked in, <clears throat> I went upstairs, and there was coins and marbles and earrings and everything thrown from nowhere. Uh, there was a black mass on the floor that was swirling and it was growing and growing and growing and it just shot into the room and touched the woman, Carol, from next door, touched her on the leg. <clears throat> it was just, it was phenomenal. I wanted to ask you, though, do you feel, I mean, I go to a lot of haunted locations and yeah. you stop and you're standing outside it and then you just walk in and get started. Did you not feel a source of energy hitting you as you walked up to the house. Yeah. For me personally, I'd say not particularly. Um, I think it was really from a point of walking in that there's just this really peculiar feeling. Uh, it's very intense uh, for an atmosphere. Uh, but as, as I was doing a walk round, you know, I, I saw a shadow of something at the top of the stairs very, very quickly. Uh, went upstairs, nobody was there. It was all, all the guys downstairs. Um, it, it's just one of those locations that it's got a feel about it for sure. Um, but yeah, charged is quite a good word. I mean, we, we had a, I did a, a particular session with a, a couple of K2 meters uh, on the stairs, and, and we were getting all sorts of activity. They were both paired up and reacting at the same time. Um, there was nothing electrical there. I and mean, we were, again, we were live streaming. So it was uh, quite interesting to see. Um, just from that perspective, we were live streaming, but the camera was well away from the K2 meters. They were acting completely independent from anything that we were trying to do or trying to achieve. So no, it, it's such a fascinating location. It, it doesn't make an awful lot of sense with the history of the location. Um, there doesn't appear to have been any evidence of a black monk, and yet people have seen the black monk. And, and some people have 
a, a real sort of huge experience there. Others go and experience absolutely nothing. They're incredibly disappointed. It, it, I think sometimes we are, are kind of an antenna for what's going to happen. And I think if we are tuned into that location, then that location will, will usually pay dividends. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to understand whether that's, that's a, an aggregate or a torpor or, or, or a thought form of some kind. But it, it, I think there's more to it. And there's, there's, it, one of those locations, 30 East Drive, is definitely one where I'd urge anybody to go. Go in with an open mind. Go and explore mm -hmm. it in the way that you would explore it and see what happens. And more often than not, I think you'll get an experience. See, I, I, I was... Sorry. I, I was, sorry, Paul. I was just going to say about the, the, the monk thing. Mm. I read something different about that. I read that it was the black monks of Pontefract used to have that that land that 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 where them houses are. Mm -hmm. It was at the very bottom of their land, and there was a well, and they used the black monks used to kill people and throw them into the well, and I heard that they sealed the well and built them two houses on top of it. And then another historian will come along and say, no evidence of a well. No evidence yeah. of any monastery. That, that, that's the beauty of this, because one person's experience isn't everybody's experience. And the more things that happen there that kind of can be cross-referenced, then the better it is for the evidence and, and trying mm -hmm. to get to the bottom of it all. I, I love well, that about the paranormal. Uh, and I love that yeah. it, it has debates. I would just like the debates to be sometimes a little bit more careful and friendly and, and willing to understand other people's viewpoints because that's yeah. where we should be. We're on a common interest, so we should have a common goal and share that common goal together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what I like about the East Drive is the fact that it's not a typical looking haunted location. It's not a castle. It's not a coaching inn. It's not, a, you know, a 400-year-old building. It's a council house in the middle of a council estate in Pontefract, and that's what makes it magical to me. I mean, there's no rules that says your your location cannot be haunted because it's 50 60 years old it's it's you know it's it's what's it's sometimes oh, what, yeah. what it's built on and, and the layers of foundations of what it's built on i mean we've had team yeah. we've heard stories of people who've been there 13 14 times and nothing's happened but on the 15th time it's all kicked off and and you know and i think um that's you know i think they wrote about it in a, in a, in a past issue of the magazine you know the night it all changed because they, they went there wanting things to happen and even though 12, 13, 14 times nothing happened, uh, and they still went, they still wanted to find things or wanted to discover if any, if it was haunted or what. And on the 15th time, it all kicked off. And and and, and uh, so they, you know, but I, I'm also a big believer in that you have to visit a location to to um, to say whether it, you think it's haunted or not. There's a lot of, a lot of locations that get a bad a bad review because oh it's not haunted, but they've never people have never been. And I always think that you've got to go. And experience the paranormal for yourself then you've got the right to have an opinion amen to that amen to that. Totally, agree. totally agree Todd, go ahead. you got another one for us oh yeah what i was gonna ask is isn't that place like like a duplex isn't there like a, another house that's yeah, like yeah. attached to it and what yeah, it's called it's called a, a 70 in in england it's called a semi-detached so there's basically a house next door uh which is where um carol somebody mentioned i think robin mentioned carol, carol yeah carol lives next door to it so you know and uh yeah it's called it's called a semi-detached council house and yeah and uh okay. she experienced activity too in, in in that location as well but 
it's yeah. just a great place. It's just you know, she, there's a wall with them, right? Isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, there's a wall down the middle. Wall. Yeah, yeah, but she runs people. her own team. Yeah, she does Pontefract Paranormal or something yeah. like that. And, it, and she has the stuff comes through the wall in her house yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah. Can you I imagine? Mean, can you imagine like living? That'd be so cool because you have your own haunted location right next door. While you can just <laughs> walk through a door, and exactly. yeah, okay, she's got the keys for it, AJ. If they're coming through the wall, though, trust me, it ain't that cool because we're sitting in a haunted location right now and we used to oh, investigate no, it, and it's not fun. It is not, <laughs> oh, no, I, dude. Trust me, I know my house is very active, and uh, you know, not, I, yeah. I, I mean, I personally love it. But not other people would, you know. I've had negative experiences and positive ones, but yeah, whatever's here drains us bad. It drains us real bad sometimes. See, and it's, luckily, it's it doesn't miserable. do that to me. I've never been drained on in an investigation. Never been drained, even when activity was as high. So I don't know what it is about me, but I'm just happy that that doesn't happen to me. But uh, <laughs> you know, then again, I'm not saying it couldn't, you know. So, but I'll you tell know, you what, I, I find it too fascinating. 30 East Drive reminds me what what you guys are saying reminds me a lot of how Hinsdale is because we were just there and it, it had that same vibe where you walked in and some rooms you would feel dizzy and and I'm not sensitive at all and I would feel off kilter and the, the activity in there was so bizarre and so intense we were hearing footsteps and pounding and just capturing weird stuff absolutely weird stuff yeah uh i just actually picked up the the paratech by appy droid he's over there in the uk somewhere right or an island maybe um and that's a great device too and it said crawling and then i was looking through the flare and i saw something crawling across the floor in one of the rooms it was really like a freaky place so what you guys are talking about reminds me a lot of how the hinsdale house is over here really just a bizarre location and no reason for it to be haunted like that none mm -hmm. really you know, and they had to exercise what three times? Yeah. And it's still there. It's still there. So really, yeah. but I'm jealous. I'm not gonna lie, I'm jealous. I'm dying <laughs> to get this. I'm, I'm really jealous, but uh, <laughs> I love hearing stories about it. The place is fantastic. It's gotta uh, get over here. You know, listen, it's, it's actually my, my favorite uh episode of Most Haunted, my favorite show of all time, uh takes place at 30 East Drive when uh Kyle and Stewart get hit in the head with a picture frame and a key oh, and stuff yeah, yeah, and he gets yeah. burned. They both get burns on their arms. That was a crazy episode. So absolutely fantastic place. Yeah. I tell you, it's, it's funny. It's funny because a lot of people from over in the UK are like, oh, we just want to come to America and investigate. And then all of us <laughs> Americans are like, we just want to go to the UK <laughs> and investigate. So it's so backwards. But, you know, I, I tell you what, I'm with Todd though. Like, Robin always says, oh, yeah, no, I want to go to the Winchester Mystery House. I don't want to be over here. I'm like, oh, I want to be over there, buddy, you know? So it's funny well, how we go back and know, forth. I can, I can remember when Nick Groff and Katrina came over. They were doing Paranormal Lockdown UK, and yeah. they came over to do some locations, uh, obviously, in the UK, and 30 East Drive was one of them. Uh, and they also visited some castles, Chillingham Castle, and a few locations. And, you know, I remember Katrina saying that, she slept in a, a thousand year old castle that's, that's technically older than the USA. It just find it, it just it just oh, blew their mind. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, you know, that kind Absolutely. of thing. So it does, it does, it's mind blowing. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. It definitely is. I mean, now tell me guys, well, I want to actually Ray, go ahead. It's your question. My apology. I didn't mean to jump over you. Oh, okay. But I wanted to ask you guys was like um tell me ever since you guys got into this this field like a while ago, like you like you stated. Tell me, have you gotten more fascinated by history or were you always this fascinated by history? Um, I, I, if I may go first, I, I'd say, yeah, more fascinated, more fascinated. And especially 
during the lockdown, during the last, you know, during the last couple of years during COVID, uh, also when we couldn't go out and investigate or couldn't go out and, and, and meet up with people, I read so much in the history of buildings and locations like like you wouldn't believe. You know, finding out about you know more about medieval times and Knights Templar. I think history plays history has always played a massive part in the paranormal, always. Um, and um, I, I just love the fact that we've got a history and a mystery about the paranormal. And, and like we mentioned before, you know, one historian will say this, one historian will say that. So it's so different to what you know. Without without a time machine, you'll never know for definite, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a big, big, big fan of history and and, and the paranormal. Yeah. Absolutely. How about you, Andy? I think I'm probably the polar opposite to that. Um, okay. Because I like to go, in, go into a location not really knowing what's happened to see what we actually pick mm. up on the night and then research after the fact. I don't want I to know that. everything that's there uh, straight away because it, it could shape what you actually pick up on the night. Uh, it, it's useful to have one of your compatriots that you're investigating with that does know that history to see if it does pair up on the night because then that's a bit more of an instant reaction. But for me, no, I much prefer investigating cold and, and just understanding what we pick up on the night and then seeing how that meets the facts of a location, because ultimately you want to know that, yeah. that that spontaneity isn't just something that you just imagined, that it is, this is something that's really happening in this location. Uh, Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Andy. I, sorry, Andy. I muted you. My apologies. Sorry, we were just uh, where I muted you. I apologize. I meant to exit the solo screen, but my apologies. <laughs> no worries. So, did you get all of that though? Just the I heard it all. Yeah. I'm so sorry, my friend. I was trying to exit solo screen because I wanted to tell you, like, I totally agree with what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I totally <laughs> slipped. It doesn't matter too much. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, our conversations tend to be on mute. Hey, 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 I'm sorry. I'm so used to doing it with these guys, you know? <laughs> Not a problem. No, no, I have to say, though, what, what you're, the way that you look at Andy, I tell you what, I recently did that last year when um, me and a buddy of mine rented out Montana State Prison, and we, I didn't look up any history, didn't care about it, even though it's been on shows and stuff. I never really – I don't I don't remember them. I didn't really pay too much attention to them. I tell you what, I had a better time – um finding it out after the fact, really digging into the history after the fact, because there was things that happened. Like I had the smell of gasoline in this certain area of the prison. And I just didn't understand why I was the only one smelling it on me and my buddy. And come to find out when the riot happened in 1959, um, they actually used this gasoline to throw in the uh, guards faces. And I couldn't believe it because I would have never even probably would have never even known that even if I looked up the history, but I am also, you know, on the other coin too, Paul, where, you know, I, am fascinated by history now but Ooh. if you caught me in school i was the first one to leave <laughs> i was the first one to get out of school at that whatever study hall or whatever you would call it man like i did not stick around I even dropped out in my senior year because i hated school so bad and ended up going back but i tell you what um i tell you i i, I totally i totally agree now man like the science um history all that stuff just fascinates fascinates me to the core i mean it's a whole new thing when you get older i guess but what are you gonna do right so, Robin, go ahead, my friend. It's your turn. I'll just, I'm, I'm also fascinated by uh, an article that you have in your latest magazine on visitation dreams. Okay. Yeah, that, was written, that was written by um, one, of the, one of the girls from um, Amanda's Feminine Macabre, I believe. Uh, yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I, again, I mean, it's, you know, we... we um, 
What's that? Oh yeah, that's the uh, Joanne. Yeah, but I think um, regards the feminine macabre. I think I think what Amanda's done. I don't know if you guys know Spooky Eats or not. Um, but I think what Amanda's done is, is you know, the, the, I think it's volume four now of the feminine macabre. She's got a, a yeah. whole host of writers who write about different things, and, and visitations in dreams is, is just one of the features that we we were lucky to feature in the magazine, and uh, that's the and that's what I said before about that. This is the beauty of the paranormal that. You can have a feature on a haunted location. You can have a scary feature, and it can go from a, a feature about ESP to dream visitation. So, it's we're trying to we're trying to capture the, uh, so many different branches and so many different sides of the paranormal. So it becomes like a roller coaster ride of emotions and thoughts and opinions for everybody to read and enjoy. It's not just focused on one particular um, aspect or side of the paranormal. I, I, I think that works for us. Um, it works for the readers and, 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 and the writers too. Yeah. Yeah. And it gets yeah, people I mean, sorry, not to interrupt you. I was just gonna say it gets people yeah, fascinated uh, I mean, with other categories of the paranormal, mm. in my opinion. I mean, there's things that I was reading in the, the article, I mean in the uh, magazine, this this issue that I just like I wasn't even aware, really aware of or put my my mind to, but I tell you what, just from reading certain you know articles has now got me fascinated into certain things, maybe cryptid or say UFOs is something I would have not have been interested in before. So that's another great aspect, but sorry to cut you off, Andy. Go ahead with what you were saying. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the good thing about this, I mean, it was, it was Tanya's article, and, and what, what happened here was that uh, we had um, Amanda Woolmer, who curates the Feminine Macabre. She, she very kindly agreed to put together a, a kind of potted version uh, of this for the magazine. Now, initially, we have a, a special section in each issue that, that changes the paper type, um, but for this particular issue, the, the, the kind of feel of what, what she presented with these six very, very different writers who are interested in all aspects of, of this, the paranormal and supernatural, uh, it, it kind of just breathed a life of its own. They're essays, they're, they're, they're different in intention. The Visitation Dreams is, is, is Tanya's very, very carefully constructed essay on, on that particular element. Uh, I mean, me as a designer of the magazine, it, it sometimes presents quite interesting challenges because how do you put something together about visitation dreams uh, in, into an article? The, the best thing really is with any uh, magazine of this type is to let the words speak for themselves and then the images will actually come around from that. And certainly the, the feminine macabre, it, it's just been an absolute joy for us, really, to, to, to have this as part of the experience, which what is why we chose to take it away from that uh, side of the magazine and put it into the main magazine itself, giving it that gloss and that, that feel. And it allowed us then to also expand on, on one of the things that we do do uh, with, with a second volume of Chronicles of Haunted. Uh, one, one of the, again, we, we do try and, and change things with, with the way that the magazine operates. And, and we tried something here by introducing the, the different paper format in the center, almost like you used to get a pull out when you when you're a kid in a comic book and you used to have a central section that you pulled out and read differently. Um, but this this allows a slightly different, more tactile experience so that when you're reading a magazine within a magazine, which which is how we, we kind of tried to put this together, the older styled articles, more historic articles. And I, I just think I, I'm not sure that any other magazines have really approaching um that style of, of, of print and certainly in in paranormal media i don't think anybody's trying this and we have always said from the very beginning that haunted magazine is, is a magazine that 
we would want to go out to the shop and buy. Uh, and if we, we wouldn't, then why would we expect anybody else to do that? Um, so I'm, I'm incredibly proud of this, this particular issue and the writers that we have, because we have the most diverse that we've ever had in this issue. Uh, we've got the most pages in the issue because we had just so many different aspects to explore this time. Uh, the, the cover kind of gives us our inroad into, well, it's over in the US, it's the fall, it's autumn here. Um, obviously, the big season is Halloween. We don't literally express Halloween because if we do that, then you have a magazine that's not really appropriate all year round. And I want to be able to kind of pick this magazine up. It's not necessarily date specific either. So you can pick this magazine up and enjoy it at any part of the year, whether you're just on a flight and you're going somewhere or, or whether you're just at home stop for a, a few moments and we then have something that you can go bam there's something interesting i want to find out more about it absolutely i totally agree with that todd you have uh you have another question for him my friend do you still have it marissa you have a question oh yeah you? um just a couple things well one i i just wanted to agree with um andy and uaj that um when we go to investigations we never ever ever um look into it at all and we always you know kindly decline the tour that they offer us because we don't want to know anything um we want to know what we're going to find out by ourselves and then you know at the end after we you know look through all of our evidence we'll kind of compare it that way um but i was also curious that <laughs> the magazine is fantastic and the quality is amazing i was just curious how long did it take to do just one how long does it take to do just one issue well, we are quarterly magazine, which means we are out every three months, which is four issues a year. And and I think it takes us, I think, between six to eight weeks to get everything sorted and shaped and and get the writers uh, time to prepare. Uh, we, we tend to know what's coming in um, a certain percentage of the magazine, but I think we have, we, we, have, we tend to leave it to the last minute, uh, like a couple of weeks before print, just in case anything uh, pops up that we really need to feature but you know we've got such a um uh, a lot of writers uh team 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 haunter would like to call it who have got uh who send right send features as soon as they soon as they finish them and they've got like a writer's um bank of, of features that they uh that they've got in on our on our um, sort of like a folder that we use for them and and we can pick and choose which ones we want but i think we like to have um I think a good a good six to eight weeks to crack on with the magazine. I mean, wow. there is times Andy will agree that we've actually had no cover a few days before print, and we think, "What the hell are we <laughs> going to do here?" Um, you know, it, it, it works, and you know, we don't tend to we have a yeah we have a template in terms of what we what we want to do. Everything paranormal, all things paranormal, spooky, supernatural, cryptoids, UFOs, or whatever. But we don't tend to have um, the same amount of um, writers we have writers who'll drop in every now and then and we'll want to we'll say look andy paul you know i want to write this feature about this yeah great thank you very much and we have people who send stuff all the time and, and we collate it and we use it as and when we can and, and i mean andy mentioned this time the biggest problem about this time is we've we've used 20 more pages than last time we've had to probably drop 40 or 50 pages because we had so much stuff which is which is not a bad thing because it means <laughs> that we've got the uh content and the and the features to use in future issues. Yes. Um, but I'd say, Marissa, I think it's probably uh, about six to eight weeks. Uh, if we, you know, when people forget, I mean, you know, 
myself and Andy have got full-time jobs. This is not something that we are uh, 24-7 doing. Uh, we do this wow. in our spare time. Uh, you know, we've got families, yeah. mortgages, kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so, you know, but it, and it, it's we're so passionate about doing the magazine and wanting to, you know, be the best that we can be. And, and Andy mentioned about the words. Yeah, we, we want to do the words from the writer's justice. Uh, and we spend as much time as we can doing it. And now we are in the shops, we have a tighter deadline that we have to get into the printers by a certain time. But I'd say probably six to eight weeks um, work. Would you agree, Andy, or not? Yeah, I mean, but your end of things is really collating the, what, what the writers do. And the writers could have been writing some of this stuff over two or three months before it's got yeah. to our stage. So, I mean, for me, if I sat down and had every single article in my Dropbox, it would probably take three weeks fully to design, build and put together. Uh, but it doesn't quite work like that because sometimes you'll have a feature that drops and you, makes you think about the whole shape of the magazine and whether or not you should put that in or a last minute article will come in. And it, it, Paul is so on the money with regards to the cover. I mean, sometimes we'll know right from the very beginning, there's a new show come in, they've got in touch with us. We've got all the marketing material, we can go with that as a cover. But other occasions, we have to do all the chasing on that. And so we, we it, the cover is an organic process. It has to be the shop window of the magazine. So it, it can't be too wordy, it can't be underwordy. It's got to have everything on there that's going to grab. And, and the very fortunate thing now is that the, the kind of level of writing talent that we have generally indicates that we have a wealth of riches that can go onto every single cover that we do now. It's just getting that right balance. And, and this this one was was slightly unique in that I knew that it, when it was coming out, it was going to be this whole sort of autumn time fall. And I already had an, an image in mind before actually doing it. And then we were very fortunate to get Sam Baltrusis writing about Lizzie Borden. We got a, a just the most amazing interview with the investigator Barry Guy, who some of the responses are just breathtaking in this interview, yeah. and it's it's quite frankly just a joy when we get stuff like that. We've we've got Ghost Watch, which for a lot of people that is ingrained in your history. If you've not seen Ghost Watch, oh, yeah. this was a TV experience um, yeah. that, that most of us were seeded with, and you know everybody's got an opinion of it, but most of us were actually terrified at the time it was just crazy <laughs> and to be able to speak with Stephen again uh, and Leslie Manning the director it, it, it was again another joy and one of the other things that I think we always had to discuss this year Roswell it's 75 years since whatever happened happened and yeah. it was inevitable that we should be discussing something about it now we've actually got other articles that we intend to publish in in different ways <laughs> very very shortly um, but Phil Kinsella actually put together this this really well thought out, you know, are we really any closer to understanding what happened 75 years ago? Because everybody's got a different slant of what happened. There's the, the varying official versions, there's the varying accounts of, of eyewitnesses on the scene. Will we ever find out? Will we ever get that full disclosure that everybody talks about? No. I don't think we're going to. I really don't. I think it'll be one of the great secrets and mysteries that will probably supersede this magazine when we finish doing it. Yeah, I know. It seems you like you guys watched the show where they did the lie detector algorithm on all the 
the people who testified from the town who were there or the kids of no, them. No, it's no. on Discovery Plus. It's called Roswell, The Verdict or something. And they okay. somebody made a computer algorithm, uh, um, some sort of computer engineer, and it, it like does all their like facial tics. And it can tell basically if you're pretty, pretty well if you're lying or not. And they applied it to like everybody, military, uh, personal, people who lived in the town. And it tells who was lying and who was not. Most of them were telling the truth from what that algorithm said. It's an interesting show. If you're doing an article on Roswell, I would watch it. It's pretty cool. Mm. But then you you can say that somebody's telling the truth, but that be that might be their truth that they persuaded them over a series of years. Exactly. Yeah, so no, it may no, not no, be no, no. any more than a than a, a yeah. well thought out story, but just becomes yeah. belief after a period of time. It's it's, it's yeah. one of those curious things with with the paranormal that the, the, the stronger you kind of think about something, yeah. the more it can it can actually be the case. And yeah, yeah I, I would I would love for us to get full evidence that aliens crashed in, in the desert. Yeah. Will we ever find out? Don't know. I don't I read know. The day after, did no. you read The Day After Roswell by uh, Colonel Philip Corso? No. The book? That's a fantastic book. He wrote it on his deathbed, so really he had no no reason to lie, nothing to gain, nothing to really yeah. lose. Like the guy was down, he was like, I, I don't I remember what he had of cancer or whatnot, but he was on his deathbed when he wrote it, so. You know, yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool book. Yeah, it's it's crazy because I, you know, that like you said, it's one of the most, you know, famous things in history, especially over here. It's constantly being talked about, and um, you know, it's so crazy because now you're getting all this stuff from the Pentagon over here and the CIA that are releasing all these footages and all this kind of stuff. Like another footage was just released by uh, Ben Hansen, um, who actually has a TV show, as you probably know, on Discovery yeah. Plus, and. He actually just got a uh, fighter pilot that released the cockpit image and what he saw in the sky and everything. And it was all taken while he was in the plane, which was cool. Um, but it, he just released it on Twitter the other day. And it's so funny because all these disclosure that they're releasing now. And it's so funny because we'll have all of this stuff from here now forward, it seems. But we'll never get that answer to what we want to know from the past, it seems. <laughs> And it's it becomes such a pain, I think, you know, but it's great because that's a part of the paranormal. We get to make our own kind of conclusion and our own thought process. But like you said, yeah, you know, what is really a belief? It's, you know, a thought thought over and over and over for a long period of time until it resonates with you or if it does resonate with you and then it becomes belief. So technically, it's like, you know, are we getting people's true stories like you're saying or are we getting their their truths? So I totally yeah. understand what you mean, but that's a great way to look at it. Absolutely. Robin, I, think, ahead, I think as well, AJ Lowe, with, with while we're on the Roswell topic, I think it's like, I mean, we all know that something happened there. Now, it would be, especially back in them days when it did happen, it would be pretty foolish and silly of someone to say, right, well, I'm going to make up a story that an alien spaceship crashed because... <laughs> That person, especially, I mean, even now it would be there would be a laughing stock. But back in them days, when the paranormal and UFOs and stuff like that wasn't wasn't believed, it was like you were insane if you believed in all that. You know, for for someone to come out and think, right, you know, there was a car crash, but I'm going to say it was an alien spaceship. You know, people are going to go, really. You know, call them in the white coats for him. So <laughs> I, th I think that the people have actually came out and and said that and said what there was there. I, I personally think there's something in it. 
You know, I, I don't know if you guys ever heard this story from over here, but um, I believe it was like 1887. There was a, there was a town. It was down south. No, no, there was this town and this, this, I guess, UFO or whatever crashed in this town. And the little green man that was inside of this UFO, they actually had a funeral service for. It was in the paper and they actually buried him. And they had a funeral procession for this, this alien or whatever you would like to call it. And um, they actually didn't put a regular tombstone. They put a rock that has like a spaceman or something drawing like chiseled into the rock over the grave. And it was actually recently brought on one of the uh, shows on Discovery. And they actually went to go excavate his grave, which is actual known grave. Come to find out the day, like they went there to go excavate. The next day they were going to excavate. And that night somebody came in, they believe from the government, from what the people were telling them at the funeral place at the uh, cemetery, that they came in, they dug the entire body up, excavated it, and mm-hmm. now all the remains are gone. But it sat there, the remains, until recently, a couple of years ago, in this cemetery. And it's just so weird to think about because it's like, if there isn't something, then why would you go to that extent? You know? Mm-hmm. So well, the, it's, the, it's farmer who, the farmer who took the wreckage, he threw it down an old well on his property. And anybody who went near the well got uh, radiation poisoning and ended up dying. Yeah. So he so back filled the whole thing in and, and covered it all up and, and cemented it over. Actually, I believe. Yeah. There's Area so much, and, that, and that's why, and that's why I think it's so important for a magazine like you guys to be able to cover it all because, you know, you know, like we said earlier, you know, it's not just for one person say that's into spirits and the afterlife. It's you know for someone to open up their mind even further if they're in one category of the paranormal or if they don't believe in the paranormal at all it's a way for them to get all of these experiences all these different articles together in a very uh professional and um how do i put this like a well-liked manner where people actually go to it and get some good information from and it's not just hope you know hocus pocus that you guys are putting in it's actual real stuff that you guys are technically reporting on in a way you know with the articles and certain yeah. things so it opens the minds of a lot of people. Now, tell me, where do you guys want to go with this magazine in the future? Paul, I'll ask you this question first. What do you want to see happen with this magazine down the road? I think we've always we've always approached the magazine with wanted to grow it, uh, you know, as as slowly, but rather than go gung ho and print so many copies and then 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 not sell that kind of thing. But I think. The main thing for us is just spreading the paranormal love and the kindness and, and everything. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer in people having opinions and, and views and comments and, and thoughts on, on the paranormal, but doing it with kindness and, and spreading the paranormal niceness because there's so many negativity in the paranormal that, that gets mentioned on social media. But I, I believe the, social, the negativity is only a small percentage, but because it's expl- exploded and people talk about it, yeah. it, it, it becomes it looks like in your bubble, like with the, 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 we all work, you know, love the paranormal. It looks like it's quite a lot there, but most people are good. Most people are great uh, and, and, and and respect people's opinions and, and kindness. We want that for the magazine. We want to grow it, as, uh, you know, slowly but surely. We want to spread it to more. Obviously, we're, we're in, you know, Dan Dan Clowes in Haunted Indian House, Stocks the Magazine, uh, any ships to USA and Canada. We're in Barnes & Noble too. Um, and we just want to grow up. We want people to uh, love the paranormal, appreciate what you know what the the people are saying, uh, and the the writers. You know, we we, we never say that what they're saying is, is factual. This is they're they're writing about their experiences, and that that's that's the beauty of it. 
you know, yeah, they, they do put a bit of history in it. And, and you know, like Richard Eastep writes about um, the buildings that he's been to, but he actually goes to locations and investigates and he can, kind of puts in what uh, what he's experienced on that that investigation plus a bit of the history. So I think, you know, uh, Andy makes it a different. I just want to grow the magazine and I want to just spread the paranormal far and wide to people who want to want to read it. You know, that, that's, that's what we want to do, really. Amen. Amen to that. How about for you, Andy? What would you like to see yeah. for this? Well, I think, as Paul said, growth is, is, is important to us. We want to keep expanding, getting the word out there of, of our magazine and the way that we present the paranormal. Yeah. I mean, we aren't the only uh, paranormal magazine by our country mile. There's lots of people doing their own thing, okay. uh, which, which is great. And they're doing it in their way. We're doing this in our way. And we, we don't really have any kind of taboos. Uh, we want to be able to feature anything. I mean, last issue, we had the gnomes of Woolerton Hall. I mean, not many magazines would, would feature this story. It's a very slight story about uh, what happened to some children in the 70s. And I, I, I think just given that element of accessibility, knowing that the, the origins for me of the Unexplained magazine, bringing that style on to a fresh uh, audience, knowing that, that we can reach people in a very different way, uh, th that's really where it is for me. I mean, we really thought that um, digital would be the way forward for the magazine, but to be perfectly honest with you, when you hold this magazine in print, it, it's just an experience in its own right. Um, and I, the whole tactile nature of, of picking something up, reading about it, some, some articles are maybe a five minute read, some are a 20 minute read, but by the end of it, I hope that you've kind of got something different or aspect or or at least a view that you possibly wouldn't have had prior to reading that particular article and because some of these articles are so eclectic and so i mean the haunted shropshire stuff that we have in the magazine by amy boucher is just phenomenal because these are our local accounts they're not widely in the public domain yeah and yet here we are we've got a writer that's doing specifically this stuff and it's like amazing yeah. it, it's just such a joy for me as a designer to work with and i know that when we, we put these magazines together, it's really made with a sense of, of love of what we're doing. And we can see from the writers that they are so incredibly passionate and so into what they are talking about. That, that this is what really, for me, is all about. But yeah. the, the key thing, the key ingredient now is, is to reach more people. We, we owe these writers the service to get read. And we want the whole thing to be read by as many people. So Absolutely. the more the guys like yourself and spreading the, the message for us, then the, the better that is. And, and, you know, if you have a story that you think hasn't been told anywhere or an investigation experience to, that isn't in the public domain, then just get in touch because that's the kind of thing that we, we really like to have a look at. I mean, there's ghost photos out there from people that have taken on investigations that are mind blowing. Now we can't always feature them in the magazine and, some of them don't necessarily hold to scrutiny when when you kind of go through all the the uh, Photoshop tools and things that you can have to kind of understand whether somebody has uh, played, shall we say? Um, yeah. But you know, it, it, it it's just a joy to work with this, and we want to keep going for it for as long as we possibly can doing it. We love it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And it's so funny because that was going to be one of the last questions I was going to have for you guys later in a little bit was where can, how can we, someone reach out and, and, you know, maybe have an article that they might have something to share for an article to get to you guys. Um, is there any type of 
um, location they can go to? I would say like your Facebook or anything along those lines. Where can they uh, email maybe or anything that you can give the, the viewers? Yeah, I mean, you can obviously we're, we're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Just just search for Haunted Magazine and I will pop up. But also we've got emails, Paul at hauntedmagazine.co.uk and the Magazine. .co.uk. You know, like I said before, we asked, Andy mentioned Amy Boucher and the Shropshire. She's a first-time writer for the magazine. and In fact, she yeah. was nervous about approaching it because she wasn't sure whether, you know, whether we'd be interested. But the, 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 what she, the words are fantastic and, and the stories are fantastic and it, it's a pleasure to feature her in the magazine. But, you know, I'm a big believer in everyone's got a story and if they want to tell it and they want to tell it to us and they want to send it to us, We'll, we'll do our best to feature it if we can, you know, and, and uh, you know, a lot of our writers are first-timers, a lot of our writers are established authors. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you just search for Haunted Magazine on the socials and uh, we'll pop up somewhere down the line, And but also uh, Andy at hauntedmagazine.co.uk and also Paul at hauntedmagazine.co.uk. You'll find us, you know, we're, we're on Twitter a lot, probably more Twitter and Instagram more than, more than Facebook uh, probably. Okay. Um, but um, you know we like we like to interact. We're, we're, we're big believers in interaction with with you know with people in, who, who send us messages or or who want to chat to us about something. We believe social media is 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 bigger than the paranormal, bigger than it ever is ever has been in the paranormal. You know the, yeah. the people you can reach just by talking, just by a tweet these days is is, is phenomenal. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're approachable, and you'll find us. Uh, Somebody's put the link down there, and uh, thank you, Raymond. Thanks, and, yeah, um, search, search on the socials for us and we'll, we'll be there somewhere doing our thing. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I, um, I, I just want to say to our viewers real quick, if you have any questions right now for uh, Andy or Paul, please write them in the comments. Um, we will put them up on the screen and we will ask them right now. Um, we're coming close to the end of the, of, of the uh, episode, but I uh, wanted to uh, have Steve, do you have anything you would like to add real quick? Uh, no, it's been a great show. It's very fascinating. I sometimes I don't ask questions. I just like to listen and you know take and absorb everything in. So it's it's really knowledgeable because especially when you're involved in this type of work, whether it's magazines or anything paranormal, it's always fascinating. So I just want to say to you guys, great job, and it's Thank a you. pleasure to meet you as well. Yeah, likewise. You know. And is your is your name Stevenson or Steve? Are your nickname for honor or are you a Stevenson too? No, I. Well, Stevo was basically a nickname given to me by my best friend. We had this clique in high school, and everybody was given a nickname, right? And uh, they couldn't figure out one for me, so they're like, <laughs> "Well, we'll, we'll, we'll just take Stevo because you're the guy that does all the crazy stuff." So. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Cool. That's fine. Cool beans. <laughs> I got one. Go ahead, Tom, uh, go ahead. I you know what, you guys, um, I think that the biggest biggest factor of, of why your magazine will grow is the fact that you bring a really non-biased aspect to it. You present everybody's experiences and different aspects of it from a really non-biased way, which you know, even I would have a hard time doing. But it's funny because sometimes I've come across theories or things or hear people say something and been like, Oh, gee, that, that sounds like, you know, BS to me. I wouldn't work. And then I, I come across a, a piece of evidence and review, or I experience something that I'm like, Oh my God, that, that actually is a possibility portals, stuff like that. Things I would have thought initially were, were garbage. Now I know to be true. It's, it's, uh, 
it's really a, an awesome way to present things. And, and honestly, I would have a, a difficult time doing it, but it's awesome that you guys do it that way. Uh, I had this little one come over because she was actually featured in a UK series last year called, are you guys familiar with the Truly Network over there? Uh, My Extraordinary Family. They called us up out of the blue because they saw her in one of our ghost hunting videos from way back one when and wanted to do a, a show on her. And uh, she is the future of all this. So I hope you guys do this for a long time because something wow. like that would be huge to help her grow her. Brilliant. She's like such an inquisitive little girl and she knows so much about the paranormal. She's lived in two haunted homes and her parents are, are paranormal investigators, do a TV show, build equipment. I mean, I can't lie to her. I got, I got to tell her the truth when she asks the question. So that's pretty awesome stuff. So hopefully you do it for a very long time. I wish you guys the, the best of success. And it really, it has been an awesome interview. You guys are, are really Thank fascinating to talk to. I love all you guys from the UK anyway. I love the accents. I love <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy because I've got people I can talk to from the UK as well as America. Oh, geez, I forgot about that. Oh, they're yeah. teaming up on us. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, we oh, appreciate you guys ask. so much. We, we thank this, you guys. Um, Marissa's got a question. Oh. Available on the internet? Um, is your issues like are issues available on the internet digital. or are they, yeah, they, are they digital? Excuse me. Are they digital? Yeah. Yeah, oh, we're really? at the app stores. So iOS and Android uh, on uh, Pocket Mags. You can find the, the magazine available there um, in like a, a flip book type thing. So uh, Just yeah, type it's, in it's, it's all Haunted Magazine or come up and Google Yeah, Google. iOS, Android, definitely. Yeah. Sweet, yeah. sweet. I like, I like actual magazines. I do but too. I, but I was so. just wondering if it was available. But yeah, that's yeah. very fantastic. It is, it is a very, very, very fantastic um, magazine. It's very, it's quality. Like this is. It is high it's quality. A, yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. yeah, you did a fantastic really job. Is. Fantastic. Thank you. It's great because like she just said, it is quality. I mean, that we I have a couple of people that I do know that do, you know, type of magazines mostly just in the afterlife spiritual type that realm but the way that you guys do this the professionalism just everything the writers that you guys have the the information the topics um they really go far away so if you know anyone who's watching and anyone who will watch please check out haunted magazine you could uh we have the the link at the bottom it's www.hauntedmagazineprintshop.com get your subscription now Tuesday, September 6th, the next issue, I believe 36, correct? Issue 36? 35. 35. Oh, I'm jumping ahead. I'm sorry. You're yeah. jumping ahead. Yeah. Oh, oh, You've seen the future. Tuesday. Come on, AJ. I'm trying to teach you here. I know. Tuesday's 35. <laughs> no, I thought, I thought we were on 35. Oh, Tuesday's is 35? Okay. There, well, hey, there we are. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I was I was prepping for a head. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, listen. Anyway, <laughs> get your subscription, guys, to uh, Haunted Magazine. These guys are absolutely amazing. Team Haunted is amazing. Um, you're gonna love everything in it. Doesn't matter what category you're in in the paranormal, whether it's the afterlife, spirits, whether it's, um, you know, cryptids or UFOs or anything. They touch it all. Um, like they said, you could check it out in Barnes and Noble. They're like spreading all over the world like rapid fire and we wish them the absolute most success and we hope that you guys would love to come on again um we would love to yeah. have you guys on yeah, and we'd really. love to hear more so yeah, no problem at all cool. he, he's got excuse aj he's from connecticut yeah i'm, I'm a <laughs> i already <laughs> yeah. 
But thank you guys so much, Paul. Thank you so much, guys. It's been awesome. It was a pleasure. Thank you. God bless you guys, and we'll be spreading the message, man. Keep up the great work. I'll stay in touch. Thank you. Bye bye. Take it easy, guys. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye bye. Bye. So, guys, that was absolutely awesome. That was yeah, such a was, cool, uh, awesome. cool episode. Joanne, thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to check out your app. For everyone who doesn't know or doesn't have their subscription to Haunted Magazine yet, Joanne has created the Alice app for uh, ITC. It's in uh, iOS, I believe, and Android right now, so you can go and check that out. Um, it also is for desktop, so please go and check that out as well. Um, I've heard some great things in the article. Um, like I said, you could check it out on um, the Haunted Magazine um, article that's out right now. And, um, you know, please check it out. I mean, Joanne, that's some great work. No, no, please. You don't have to thank us for nothing. Please, we, you know, please get in contact with us because I'd love to have you on as well. You can uh, email us at talkingwiththesource at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to get in touch with you, Joanne, and have you have you come on and, and talk to you further about ITC and, and all that you're doing with Alice. Um, so we look forward to it. And uh, thank you guys all to the viewers that are watching us, that have watched us. And every episode, feel free to join us. Um, ask questions for either us or guests in the, um, you know, in the in the comments. And uh, we absolutely love it. So, unfortunately, Raymond had to step out um, for a few, but uh, it's all good. We have Steve-O here for once, which I'm pumped. I'm pumped. <laughs> We have Sonny, so, uh, the cat. I mean, what more could you want? That's what I mean. We got the little one. We got Steve-O. We got the whole Todd. You know, we got the whole relatively paranormal family. I mean, we can't ask for much more, people. Listen, she knows more about the paranormal than most of the, most of the people on TV. <laughs> uh, isn't that sad, right? <laughs> oh. oh, I knocked out of it. There we go. AJ's um, gone. Yeah, no, I'm back. Am I back? Yeah, yeah. we're good. All right, cool. I'm back. But guys, thank you so much for joining us for this episode. And uh, we just want to thank everyone. We want to thank everyone for watching. And again, um, go check out Haunted Magazine. Again, we had Paul Stevenson, um, AE.Soar. We have Andy Soar with us um, today. So please, if you like this episode, go to Talking With The Source on Facebook. You can see all our older videos as well as Talking With The Source on YouTube, our new YouTube channel. And uh, until next time, we appreciate all of you. And uh, God bless. See you later. Three times you've been there? You're holding out on me, buddy. Three times to 30 <laughs> times. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, bro. We're going to have to have a talk. That's awesome. Three times, huh? Woo.